My name is Caitlin Batcher, founder and CEO of Scale with Success, and I'm on a mission to help course creators all over the world grow their business in a way that is profitable and scalable. We're sharing revealing conversations about what it really takes to scale an online course business to millions of dollars per year. Join us here to discover the tough decisions we've had to make, the biggest failures we've had to bounce back from, and the learnings that emerged every step of the way. We are so grateful that we have the chance to share it all with you right here on Scale of Success, the podcast built for course creators. Let's get started. I can relate to this statement that I'm going to share with you. Like this is for sure something that I would have said long ago, you know, when thinking about getting to the root cause, what is causing you to hire people who don't have the skills and traits that you need? So if you look at this as a people problem, then you might think something like, oh, something is fundamentally wrong with me and I keep attracting disorganized people and I guess I'm just not good at hiring, which means I will never succeed, which means I should go get a part-time job, which means I should not be a business owner, you know. And then you're just like spiraling out of control. Like I 100% have been that person where I'm very focused on like people as opposed to process. And so a different way of thinking about it, a more advanced business owner would think about it, which is why I, I love the way this question was submitted, is not a people problem, it's a process problem, right? If you continue to hire people that are disorganized for a specific role, like VA specifically, that are disorganized, not detail-oriented, not competent, something's missing in your hiring process, right? Because you've hired other people that are good at what they do. And so what we need to do is to look at, okay, let's look at high level. What is the, like from, this is taken directly from the 30-day hiring process. Let's look at this and let's see if we can pinpoint some opportunities, something that we are not doing in the hiring process that we can begin to do that's going to filter out people who are not competent, who are not organized and all of that. So in week one, basically it's prep and post, right? So you're using the role description template to create a detailed list of kind of like how I did earlier over here with like the nitty gritty tasks, like schedule social media, schedule emails, tag an active campaign, whatever. So making sure that you're using the role description to get really, really clear on like, what are the specific things that they're going to be doing? And then uh, making sure that you are filling out the job post description, which we also have a template for in that training, um, writing out the job application, creating the test assignment, creating a calendar link for scheduling interviews, da, 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 da. So then week two is collecting and screening, right? So you're screening through the applications with a phone call. So typically, like I like to try to get on the phone with maybe, well, not me anymore, but someone on my team gets on the phone with like 15 people, right? So we want to start with like from looking at that initial, all the 90 applicants that you have, which is awesome. From those 90 applicants, identifying 15 people that you want to call and just like ask some follow-up questions with, right? And after those follow-up questions from the phone, then you can determine who you want to move forward with, with like the top five. And the top five is who you want to invite to a formal interview, like on Zoom. You can also have someone on your team interview them as well, just to get like a different perspective. So they can have an interview with you. They can have an interview with someone on your team. And then from that group of five people, select your top three 
and then assign the top three candidates a test project. So what we want so when it comes to uh, building a, and assigning a test project, there's like four basic steps to it, right? So what you what you first want to do is create a test project. And what you're looking for is what I call that domino task. What is some like, you know, the dominoes like you hit just like you just push one domino down and then everything else goes down. Right. And so what you want to look for in this role is what is that one domino task that if they can do this correctly, they're going to be able to do all of those other things correctly. Right. And there's a lot of different things that you can think about, but do you want, one of the things that you can do is like within, within Zapier, you can create a zap and you can make like a problem with it. And then they have to figure out how to undo that problem and explain their thinking process. Right. And so that tests for a lot of things. That's a great domino task because number one, they may have never used Zapier ever, and so they're going to have to figure it out. And so it's a great way to, to test out, like, are they able to jump in and figure new software out? Number two, it's very like if then thinking, right? So they have to kind of see the big picture, but then they also have to be detail oriented. And you're also going to be able to um, test for how they went about the project, right? Like what were the, when they explain their thinking, if you have them fix it and then also explain your thinking, it's, you get to see like, what is, did they go about this in like the worst way possible? You know what I mean? Like, and in some cases, even if the result is not correct, because maybe they've never done Zapier before or whatever, the way that they think about solving problems like that is great and is in line with the way you would want someone to solve for that, then that's super helpful right? Another example is like, if you want someone, if one of their tasks is going to be to assign things like with ClickUp or with Asana or whatever, like you can like give them some, give them some of your meeting notes and just be like, Hey, here's the, like, (laughs) you know, here's the meeting notes. Can you like assign this to every, like, here's the people on the team. Can you like assign this and like have them map out a thing? They have to figure out ClickUp on their own. They have to figure out if then thinking, because like, some you can create a scenario where some things might be uh, task dependent. Like maybe you don't want someone to do uh, to write the copy for the Instagram post unless the cap, the um, the graphic is created, right? And so then they would have to figure out how to make that happen within ClickUp. Like it could be something could be something like that. Um, but there's a lot of different. What you need to do is really is start with that role description, list out all the specific the specific things they're going to be doing and figure out the best way that you can go about replicating that. So you can figure out what they're doing. And then the second thing is when you're creating directions for the test project, how are you going to communicate those directions? If you are someone who typically only communicates via, if you're someone who's always just making looms for your team who, or maybe you hop on zoom and tell them how to do something, then they need to be able to follow directions via video. However, if you're someone that is more written, like if you typically will write a list, give it in Slack or ClickUp or whatever it is, if you communicate better that way and you want to work with someone who can interpret that, then create it written. And then the third thing is when you're assigning a test project, obviously make sure to give it a due date and you can also have them track their time to see how long it takes them to complete it right? Because this also gives you insight into their competency. Like, does it take them 13 hours to do something, right? 
And the last piece is with your test project, you want to make sure that part of the project includes them explaining why they are thinking that, like, why did they do it that way? And that's also an opportunity for you to follow up with them and be like, oh, I saw that you did one about, like, can you tell me more about why you did this in step two or whatever it is? But, oh, what is it? Allison says, uh, I got pitched by a girl who wanted to join our team. I sent her a video reply on Loom saying, thanks, I'll keep your info. We aren't hiring. And then she sent me back a Loom video, (laughs) told me she had never used it before, but wanted to respond back the same way. Yeah, I was super impressed. I ended up hiring her a month later. And now she's going full-time with me, (laughs) domino task in disguise. Yeah, it's so true, right? And like, you'll find from these kind of like, ops assistant, like general assistant job postings, that applicant pool, you're likely to come back to later, right? Like if you have another position that you need later, later on, that is also somewhat a position that's like kind of like a generalist position. You can go to that same applicant pool and like go to your number two choice and say, Hey, I just wanted to like reconnect. We have another opening. Like we've done that a a lot of times. Rebecca says, Oh, this just happened. I just found a member who came through at an old price, found out Find out what landing page they found through what links and fix the funnel to make sure it doesn't happen again. And so what you want to make sure that you're, that you're doing is that you just want to make sure to protect yourself and like whatever you're giving them, it's not like you're real, like you don't want this, per, like you don't want three people you're giving a test project to, to be like in your real active campaign. And like, you know what I mean? Like you might have to set up like a dummy account. You might have to like, there's different things that, uh, different things that you can, um, that you can do. Like I know with ClickUp specifically, there's uh, ways to just like invite one person to one thing or whatever. So you just want to make sure to cover yourself in that way. And then the other thing that I wanted to bring up too, is that like one of the things that I'm really conscious of is I don't want anyone to do free labor. So if it's a test project that requires like a substantial amount of time, you can definitely pay them and you can like have them sign like a, like different legal templates or contracts up front where you can say, Hey, for this test project, you're going to be paid for, you know, $200 or whatever it is for your time and blah, blah, blah. Like to me, I just feel like it, it kind of creates that thing. Cause like, you don't want, like, you know, people get tired of doing like spec work and like, they have to like do all this stuff for free and then show it to you. Like, that's not, I don't know. I, to me, I just, I don't think that's right. And I feel like it sets up a good relationship from the get-go with the person. Cause it's like, Hey, I treat this, you know, I treat this seriously. Um, and the $200 was just an example. It doesn't have to be $200, but like what, whatever it is. Like, I remember when we hired our, our uh, internal Facebook ads manager, we had a really deep, it was, the test project was more than $200 and it was like really, um, really detailed because we had, we couldn't just ask them, are you great at Facebook ads? Because everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm great at ads. <laughs> so yeah, Allison says, do you ever do these kinds of test projects internally? No, I've, I've never given like a formal test project, but you could, you can have them try something. You know what I mean? Like you can assign them a task and say, hey, can you try like this task for this next week and just like see how it goes? So like if they're already working for you, they already have, you already built in, have the ability to test them out on different things. But I would recommend the 30-day hiring process to dig in more with this because it's going to have some more details. And then also our training this month, our leadership training is called the 90-day employee onboarding plan. And so I'm going to be giving you some templates, some agendas, things like that, that you can just like copy and paste inside of your 
a Google area or whatever, but it's going to be really helpful because not only do we want to make sure that we're filtering out people on the front end, but once we hire them, we want to set them up for success and to create expectations for them so that they really, they feel uh, supported and that we're doing our best to really coach them where they need to be. Are you ready to scale your online course business so you can impact the lives of more people and create real change in the world? Join us inside our signature program, Scale with Success, where you'll get the content, coaching, and community you need to successfully implement our proven process to help you scale so you can start reaping the rewards of running a highly profitable online course business. Scale with Success is a multi-year group coaching experience built for online course creators who are ready to scale their business to and through $1 million with certainty as a result of having the right support at the right time. What are you waiting for? Click over to scalewithsuccess.com and apply now.